Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. From the Summer Skate Studios, this is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Tonight's show is brought to you by Peterson Toyota. Come to our showroom at 4455 South College Avenue in Fort Collins and find out why we say everything cars made easy is not just an ad line, but a way of doing business. Online at petersontoyota.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. Get the best in Las Vegas barbecue at our original location, 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, or at your next Allegiant Stadium event. M-Drive, you're never too old to start building lean muscle mass or help your immune system. Go to mdriveformen.com and see which of our specially designed products is for you. By Topgolf, our all-weather facilities mean you can practice your swing or learn how to swing a golf club 12 months a year. Find any of our coast-to-coast locations at topgolf.com. Burrito Express, six East Valley locations serving the freshest Mexican food, including the all-day breakfast burrito since 1995. Metro by T-Mobile. See one of our store locations for details how to get a new 5G phone free when you switch to Metro and trade in an eligible device. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey in a world-class city. Black Bear Diners, bring your appetite as we serve up home-cooked meals with a smile at any of our uniquely styled restaurants all over the West and Midwest. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, No one does entertainment destinations better, nationwide or worldwide. And by the NCHC and NCHC.tv. Watch all of the action from the league's eight teams. Go to NCHC.tv and subscribe. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans, college hockey fans, as it may be. It's Tuesday night, which means it's College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy joining you tonight from beautiful Denver, Colorado. I'm lying. It was snowing. It's slushy. It's a mess. Uh, But anyway, I'm in Denver, Colorado. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, from 10 feet below sea level in that palatial estate out on Long Island, New York, where I bet it was probably 75 and sunny today. Yeah, you're funny. <laughs> yeah, you're a regular laugh riot. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, I stomped around in six inches of snow that turned into slush. Get over yourself. Uh, my feet are all wet. I had to put my summer skates on and to dry them out and get some comfort back and some movement, some circulation back in my feet. So anyway, that that's good news. Big show tonight, Paul. Huge show tonight. Oh, I'm very, very excited. Very, we, we've very got excited. college hockey royalty, as you like no, no, to no, say. No, 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 wrong. No. As I'm used to saying in our conversations, <laughs> it is not college hockey royalty. It is U.S. hockey oh, royalty. Oh, he stepped it up. He stepped it up to U.S. hockey royalty. Anyway, we've got the and head this, coach from Army it, coming on. And this completes the, the the daily double, so to speak, because we had a member of the Christian family on, and now we're going to have a member of the Riley family on. 
Yeah, how, how cool is that? Gotta love it. Beat Gotta that. love it. Head coach Brian Riley is going to join us in about 10 minutes or so. Uh, it, it's another one of those three-way call deals, folks. I, I'm sorry, but that's uh, the only way we could do it. So uh, what well, we will yeah, do we'll, again is put some music on, and uh, I will right. connect uh, with Coach Riley and connect Paul, and uh, we'll talk hockey for the better part of uh, the entire show. How about that? Well, we're going to talk something else. Well, we might talk a little bit of something else. Yeah? What is that? Well... Well, gotta wait for the coach. We're gonna t- we can we can talk about some some army history in terms of of hockey. Oh yeah, and if people are wondering why tonight's tonight to have the army head coach on rivalry week part two in Colorado, as the uh, Air Force is gonna host Army, and I can tell you right now, uh, the games are both sold out both Friday and Saturday at at Air Force, so uh, the Cadet Ice Arena will be packed. Uh, I'll be down there tomorrow to do my uh, feature stuff on the Air Force Falcons, and then I'll spend Thursday down there uh, with Coach and and the guys from Army. So the Black Knights against the Falcons coming up this weekend. It's going to be exciting. Colorado Springs also uh, will be the uh, home series for Colorado College and Omaha. So our good friend Jordan McAlpine going to be coming uh, over to the Springs to uh, to check that out. Uh-huh. And uh, the Denver Pioneers, they're going on the road to Ohio. They're going to go play Miami this weekend. Right. And one of the biggest series, maybe the biggest series ever in college hockey for Arizona State uh, is happening in Mankato, Minnesota. The number one Mankato State Mavericks will be hosting the Arizona State Sun Devils Friday and Saturday. Huge weekend of hockey. Well, uh, you, you know, we had the coach on two weeks ago. He said it is the biggest and. You know, in his mind, if it's the biggest, um, even if you want to disagree with him, where would it be? Second, third, at most? No, it, it's the biggest series because it, there's so much on the line. It's number one. It's on the road in Mankato. Um, it's against Dryden McKay. I mean, it, it, there's so many storylines just oh, in yeah. that. We could go on an hour just on that. But tonight, Tonight, it's going to be dedicated to uh, Army, Air Force. What a rivalry. The, the fact that the games are already sold out tells you just how much this means yeah. to, uh, to the military academies. Right, and, 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 and this is, you know, the, the thing we like, or we, I'm, by we I mean me, um, is when I find these little nuggets that I didn't know, okay, um, for example, I believe that Pete Dawkins, who won the Heisman Trophy in the late 50s, is the only Heisman Trophy winner to have also played college hockey at the NCAA level. Nice. Nice nugget there. Nice nugget he there. played for... Brian Riley's dad, Jack. Okay, and he well, was that, under that, consideration for the 1960 Olympic team. That is very, very cool. Um, let's do this. Let's take a quick break. I'm going to get a couple of our partners in, and then I'll uh, I'll call Coach Riley, get him on the line. Then I'll call you, and we'll connect everybody. And hopefully, in about five to seven minutes, we'll be connected and ready to go. So, okay. uh, stay tuned, everybody. It's going to be fun. We'll be right back. 
Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice, our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. best college hockey conference ready for you wherever you are however you want to watch your favorite team is on nchc.tv on your phone tablet or stream to your tv subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv if it's nchc hockey it's on nchc.tv all right folks i'm going to take us to break while i do my connection part of it if uh, Terry's listening and is able to play some music for you, she will. If not, we'll be right back with the head coach from Army, Brian Riley, in just a few minutes. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. As I said earlier in the introduction, we have a uh, a member of royalty, and my co-host said it's not college hockey royalty, it's U.S. hockey royalty. So let's welcome in the head coach from Army, Brian Riley. Brian, Scott, and Paul with you tonight. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey, guys. It's great to be on here with you. Coach, thanks for joining us. Really, really do appreciate it. No, it's uh, anytime you can talk to guys who promote college hockey like you guys do. It's it's certainly my pleasure, Coach. Let's uh, let's start off this. Uh, you're leaving tomorrow to come out here to Colorado Springs. I'm about uh, 30 miles from the Air Force Academy. They just let me know tonight that both games are sold out. It's a huge rivalry. 
Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. I had uh, Denver and CC last weekend, and that was a gold pan rivalry, which was a little bit lopsided. But, man, you guys come in 43 and 44, I think, in the pairwise right now, almost identical records. Um, tell us about the rivalry, the military academy rivalry, which is Army versus Air Force. For sure. Um, you know, there's a lot of great rivalries in college hockey. Uh, I think what, what I guess the one word that might separate this rivalry from all the others is that this is special. By, by special, I mean, um, obviously for, uh, 60 minutes each night for 120 over the weekend, it's usually longer. There's always an overtime game. Uh, we try to beat the hell out of each other, but, um, when the game is over, uh, you'd never see this in, in any other college hockey game where the, where the teams will come together to salute the crowd. And on Saturday night, um, our seniors will line up together shoulder to shoulder and the other players from both teams will line up shoulder to shoulder and, uh, play each other's, uh, school alma mater. And it's, I think, the reason it, it, it's special is because, you know what, um, after the games, uh, really what it comes down to, the kids on the ice here, the young men on the ice, they're really going to be on the same team someday. And so um, to me, to have had the opportunity, I think, for the last 30 years to be a part of this rivalry, um, I am really, really honored to be able to say that uh, I have had the opportunity to be a part of it because of the young men that represent both schools. Uh, so um, I'm sure all, all the fans that will be there this weekend, obviously most of them will be Falcon fans, uh, will be treated to uh, some good college hockey. Coach, uh, this, this kind of dovetails into that question. Um, just because uh, I am the the sports guy that I am and um, my father used to take me to, to football games up there at Mikey. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you hear that the, 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 the freshmen or they're called plebes, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah. Uh, pretty much have to end every sentence or every communication with go army beat Navy. You guys in the locker room make the kids <laughs> say go army beat air force. No, no. Like, uh, but you're, you're right about that. I, I, I mean, beat Navy is everywhere around, uh, West Point. And, um, but everybody that, that comes into our locker room understands that, uh, the rivalry. And, um, I think, um, there's obviously points on the line this weekend, which, which right. are huge. But, um, I told our guys, like, you will play a lot of games while you're here. You won't remember all of the games that, that you played against the, you know, the Mercyhurst, the AIC, the, the Bentleys, um, the RITs, but you will remember every game that you play against Air Force. It's just, um, it's, it's just different than any other weekend in our league. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, everybody understands. Um, the importance of of these games, Coach. When you uh, yeah, these are, yeah, this is ahead, a Paul. big weekend. I mean, you guys, uh, 
if, if one of you guys sweeps this weekend, you guys are in pretty good position to get home ice in that first round. Uh, yeah. In, in the I conference mean, tournament. Yeah. I mean, we've, uh, like, we have a standings board in our room, like I think most guys do, or most teams do, but I've always told our guys, like, just win and, and the standings will take care of themselves. Um, obviously if, if you can get a buy in, in that first round, that's huge because I'm telling you what, the four teams that'll be playing in that first round, um, there are no easy games in, in Atlanta hockey. The, the, it seems like every year we're talking about the parody within the league, but, um, every year it just gets closer and closer and closer. So this year is no different. It seems like AIC is, is doing their thing like they always do get, get hot the second part of the season. And, um, but you know, you could throw, you could throw a net around, uh, everybody else in the league. Coach, that's where I was going to go. You led me into it, the parody on it. Uh, I talked to Coach Powers out at ASU, and I said, um, you know, you haven't been in the league very long, but is this the most parody you've seen? He said, oh, easily. Uh, following college hockey, it's it's easily the most parody. And uh, Frank, uh, of course, I hear Frank Serratore always tells me that um, it's a little unfair for you guys because you can't take uh, a bunch of these these fifth-year seniors and grad transfers. Uh, yeah. You guys got to come in and get it done in four years, right? No, for sure. Like, like these two teams that are playing this weekend, you know, we obviously have the most in common with, with each other compared to anybody else in college hockey. We, our kids are on a four year program. Like we don't have any fifth year COVID guys, which a lot of these programs will have for three years. We certainly, uh, don't have any grad transfers and you know what? We are not going to be able to wait around till March and say, all right, hey, let's see who's going to be in the portal. And instead of bringing in four freshmen, we'll bring in four experienced guys. So um, I think the deck is stacked against us a little bit. But, I mean, we're going to have to figure out a way to, um, you know what, I, I mean, how do we how do we compete against this new world of college hockey? And it's um, even teams within our league have, uh, you know, every weekend, this will be the only weekend that, that we're playing a team that, that doesn't have a transfer on it or doesn't have a COVID, uh, super senior or so, uh, that's a little refreshing, but, um, <laughs> it, it's not the norm anymore. Coaches, you go into this weekend with as much on the line. Um, and obviously the more you win, the more goes on the line. Yeah. Um, you have a, a, a team that's got, a relatively decent amount of experience. Um, and I thought you guys got robbed last year, not getting, uh, an invite to the, the, yeah. the NCAA tournament. Um, how much of that has spurred your guys on this year? You know, it, I, every year is a different team, right? Like, mm -hmm. um, we, we, we lost some key guys to graduation. So, um, we couldn't just come back. I mean, I, I think every year, because it is a new team, you have to learn how to win with, with a, with a different group. So, um, we haven't really talked a lot about last year. 
Okay. We, we, we have some veteran guys that played. I mean, our strength last year was our goaltending and our decor. Um, that was where a large part of our experience was. And we, we graduated Trevin Kozlowski, who was an all American in goal, who's now, uh, he's been up and down from the American hockey league to the coast in the Minnesota wild organization. Um, we graduated, uh, one, two, three, three D that played, you know, a lot of minutes for us. And so, um, we're just kind of rebuilding a little bit from the back end out. And, uh, we need to figure out a way to, um, score some goals five on five. And it seems like when we score on the power play, we set ourselves up for a position to win. And, um, you can't just rely on your power play. You have to, have to be able to get some five on five goals. So some of those experienced guys that, that you just talked about, um, we're going to need for them to step up here, uh, in the second half and, and start finding the back of the net for us. Coach, let me ask you this, uh, since you guys are so similar to air force in the fact that you're going to have about the same age kids and, and same experience level and new teams every year, does that does that make you do something different with your game plan, or are you still doing the same thing you do against anybody else? No, you know what? Um, I learned a long time ago that uh, your main focus always has to be on your team. If, if you're switching from weekend to weekend uh, and worried about the team that you're playing against, uh, you lose focus on what you need to do to be a good team, right? So. Um, it doesn't, it, uh, the, the game plan won't change for us. Um, you know, the, the, the biggest thing in this series is I tell our guys, um, it's intensity over emotion. Like if you let your emotions get the best of you and, and, and you're out there running around playing, you know, crossing the line because of your emotions, it will get you in trouble. Right. So, um, you know, our, our, our guys, uh, they understand the importance of the weekend um, because of the points like we talked about, but also because of uh, who we're playing against. So um, I think we'll just continue to try to focus on what we need to do to uh, hopefully um, play well. Let me uh, let me follow that up with the question of talk about some of your guys. Where does the strength of your team uh, lie? Obviously, Paul sees uh, you guys that little bit when he's with, out on the East Coast. But uh, be honest, I don't get to watch you very much at all. So where does the strength lie and where is the talent at? So uh, um, it starts in goal for us, you know, kind of. Uh, we had two and a half games experience returning in goal this year. We, we, we had a junior that played all two and a half of those games. Uh, and then we had a sophomore, Gavin Abrick. Uh, so we started the junior the first couple games and, um, he played okay, but, uh, then we decided to give Gavin a chance against RIT in here early in the season. And he, uh, he beat them in a shootout and then he, went out to Wisconsin and basically stood on his head and he is from Wisconsin. Um, and, and he hasn't, he, he, he hasn't looked back, you know, I mean, he's on the Richter watch list and his numbers are really good. So 
So for us, Gavin gives us a chance to uh, be in just about every game. Um, and then you have to look at Colin Bielek, who was an All-American last year. Uh, unbelievable leader. Well, probably the best leader that uh, one of the best leaders that, that I've seen come through here um, has a pro shot, pro release, um, unbelievable work ethic. Uh, so um, as he goes, we kind of go. Uh, another kid up front, Eric Bude, who is the other captain. Um, you know, ever since, uh, and I call Colin Bielek Belos, and I call Eric Bude Booty. So ever since Belos and Booty came into our program, our practices have um, been better because of the energy and the passion that they bring every day. And, and their classmate, um, Hides, uh, Eric Hyder. Uh, so, uh, and then on D, um, we have a Hobie Baker watch list, Anthony Furiolo, you know, I mean, uh, he's one of the, he's one of the uh, highest scoring, um, defensemen in the country. So, um, when I think of, you know, Daniel Hyder, Eric Butte, Colin Bielek, Anthony Fariolo, um, those are guys that, uh, you know, kind of lead us. And, um, and Thomas Farrell was a first team all conference defenseman last year. Um, so that, that core group of guys, um, is a group that, uh, if they're on and they're playing well, then, uh, we have a chance to have success. Okay. Is there something as we watch these games this weekend, um, as you become more and more familiar with the team, um, usually, um, there's one or two things you could look for, uh, that you'll know right away if you, if your team is on its game or not. Um, is there something that we can look for as, as, as outsiders to, 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 to see if you guys are on your game Friday and Saturday night? Yeah. Well, I, uh, like, I think when, when the game is over, one of the telltale <laughs> points will be if we did score five on five, right? Like, um, yeah. that'll be, that'll be a key thing. But I think, um, just for us, if we're going to be able to, um, handle the pace of, of playing out there in Colorado Springs early, right? I mean, they, they, mm -hmm. they try to deliver a knockout punch early. I mean, you get out there Friday and it's, um, it's almost like Custer, a little bighorn. Like, I mean, <laughs> you're, you're surrounded. Everyone's coming at you. It's like, Whoa. All right. So we just have to be able to settle in, um, the first night and kind of get our legs underneath us and, Anytime you go on the road and you're playing in front of a, uh, a packed house, you know, with everyone cheering for the other team, you're going to have to weather a couple of storms. We know that. And um, so we will have to weather the storms and we'll have to stay out of the box. Like it's, it's um, discipline is huge in, in these games. And, um, Air Force is feeling it right now. I, I mean, aside from you take uh, AIC out of the picture, you know, in our league, 
um, after AIC, uh, Air Force is, you know, the second hottest team in our league. So, um, usually when you're, when you're, when you're hot and, and you're on a roll, you have confidence. So, um, it's critical for us not to allow them to get off to a great start. And they're, they're feeling that, that confidence level. Uh, you, you brought up AIC. Is, yeah. It might be too early for this, but are there starting to be whispers around the league that maybe this is the year that the league gets two teams in? Um, I, like, uh, I spent a lot of time talking to AIC, you know, because Langer was a coach here on our staff. Right. He actually has one of my sons, Brendan, as his hockey ops guy. And so I'm always, Talking with those guys, um, you know, they realize that they're in a position, if they keep winning, you know, they 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 keep moving up the pairwise rankings. Um, but I, I, you know, two teams, um, I'm not sure yet. It, it's, uh, it'll, it, it'll be interesting to see if AIC can keep this, uh, stay on this path and and then I would think somebody might have to knock them off uh, right. potentially Obviously. To, you know to, to, to get in and um, I mean anybody's capable uh, right you know, that's what I mean yeah like so I think if, if, if they can keep up their streak and and they can um, you know maybe get to the finals and then somebody bumps them off I mean their pairwise at, at that point might put them in a position where uh, where they're in, and um, I think that would be that would be interesting uh, to see how that plays out. Coach, uh, one of the things that I really enjoy about my job is being able to visit with the young the young hockey players. But I especially uh, enjoy going down to Air Force, and because the guys are so. Um, disciplined uh they're they're on time for interviews they talk about what it what it means to not only be a hockey player but to be a hockey player at a military academy i'm almost certain that that's the same thing you're going to tell me about your team but uh tell tell everybody out there that might be listening and the the guys go to west point it's more than just playing hockey isn't it oh absolutely and 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 first of all like you can't just cover Air Force. You you have to come out to West Point, and uh, <laughs> I'll take that. Yeah. I will do that. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I saw I saw what you did out there, going through their locker room, and, and but you got to be fair to the other service academy out here. So I, I count me in, Coach. Count me point. in. All right, <laughs> that'll be awesome. But no, you you're right. Like we go and watch a junior game, and we may only be of the 40 kids that are playing or 42 kids that, that are playing, we might only be watching four kids on the ice because, you know, academics, you have to be a good student to get into these academies. Um, character, you know, uh, you have to be a good person, um, to get into these academies, leadership potential. You have to have leadership like West Point's a preeminent leadership institution in the world. Um, so you are exactly right. Like it's different. And, and the pool that, the pool that, that, that we pick from is much smaller than say 
Arizona State or CC or Denver or BC. Like, like um, we don't we don't get to recruit Canadians. We don't we don't get to recruit Europeans. Um, our cadets have to have a great academic um, resume coming into West Point. So, uh, you know what? It is a little bit different, but I'll tell you what, the young men that, that we get here are amazing. And I tell people that my dad coached here for 36 years and, um, my dad had a lot of success. You know, he coached the 60 Olympic team, won a gold medal. And, and so as a kid growing up, I used to wonder because my dad and his brothers were great players at Dartmouth and he's from Boston. And I used to say, why does dad stay at West Point? Like, <laughs> like why doesn't he go to BC or BU? But now having sat kind of where he sat, I know why he stayed at West Point. You know, an opportunity to coach cadets. I have the best job, not only in college sports, but in all of sports. And you often hear people say that. And then they're gone the next year, you know, going to the, the, the job that's paying more money. My family's been here for 72 years. You know, my dad came in 50 and he was here 36 years. And my brother Rob yeah. took over for him. And I was able to get rid of my brother Rob so I could take the job. And, um, so, you know, I, I, I mean, but there's a reason. Um, and, and like I said, now I know uh, why my dad, um, stayed at West Point. I mean, I pinch myself that that I'm the coach at Army. Let me follow that up. I know Paul's got more questions, but let me follow that up by saying, um, you know, I, I talked with some of the, the cadets at Air Force, and they tell me, um, you know, getting through the first 40 days in the academy is the hardest part. And I asked them, you know, what is it physically, mentally? What is it? They go, it's both, but you just got to do it. Yeah. And uh, you see some – I know Air Force lost some players that might have been able to help them this year uh, because they couldn't make it through the 40 days. Yeah. Like, um, you know, it, it's out here it, it's called Beast Barracks. It, it, it's basically like your Army boot camp. I think the hardest thing for these kids nowadays is to be without a phone for six weeks. Like, <laughs> you know, so um, the physical part doesn't really affect our guys. Um it's just maybe uh, the shock of, um, I think, being thrown into this situation. But I think what, what, it, what it really does, though, is you wonder why, and I'm sure at Air Force it, it's the same way, our players are so close because when they come in, they go through that experience of the first 40 days, 60 days, uh, and that bond starts to form. And that's why a lot of our guys will never leave because they love the guys that they came in with. And they didn't even, they know who they, they knew who they were when, when they came in. But this bond just started to form from day one. And um, it's pretty amazing to watch uh, from the outside and to, to see these kids become best friends and, um, it's almost like they never want to leave each other. You know, like we call it a family. Some people call it the brotherhood. And um, it, it's it's really about being part of the Army hockey family. It's a forever thing. Yeah, well said. Paul, you got more? <laughs> well, yeah, no, I, well, listen, uh, just 
I, I don't think um, people that may not know or is, is about they say your, your family's been there for 72 years um, and I, I am as I, as I said to Scott at the start of the show and I don't know if, if, if you were able to hear it or not but uh, we consider your family royalty here and we're very blessed that that uh, you uh, agreed to come on the program, but um, there's more in the pipeline. And um, I, I don't know if it, is it an NCAA rule that uh, somebody in your family has to be coaching that team? Uh, you know, like um, <laughs> so. My my nephew's obviously coaching at LIU. Uh, he's done a great job. I have two sons now. Uh, my oldest son Jack. Uh, he played at Mercyhurst and then he was a grad assistant at Manhattanville. Now he's an assistant at Albertus Magnus, which, uh, an upstar D3 school that that's doing really well this year. And my youngest son, Brendan, um, he was at a prep school last year because of COVID. They really didn't have a, uh, opportunity to play a lot of games. Uh, but then when the opportunity came for him to join AIC staff, he, he, he jumped all over it and, um, I tried to tell him, I'm like, guys, are you sure that you want to get into coaching? <laughs> and, and they looked at me like, well, what the heck else do you think we want to do, Dad? And I'm like, all right, I think it must be, it must be in the gene. So, um, yeah, so it, it's exciting to, uh, see the younger generation, uh, of Riley's, um, get into coaching and, and I'm going to enjoy when, when my time is up behind the bench, just, being able to go and, and sit and watch those, the, the younger generation stress out during their game. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's not forget about your daughter too. She's, she's doing oh, yeah. some stuff too, right? So, so Danny, um, you know what? She, she was an outstanding lacrosse player at Merrimack college. Uh-huh. And, uh, She's the only smart one. She decided not to get into coaching. Like, like, like even though, even though she, she started off as a grad assistant at Mercyhurst, you know, getting her graduate degree and, and coaching lacrosse. But, uh, like I said, I think she's a smart one in the family and decided, you know what? I'm not going to go down that coaching road. So good on her, but no. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to have a great family, great kids and, uh, you know, it, it's it's so exciting to see each of them kind of chase their dreams and follow their passion. Let me ask you this in regards to, to last season. I just got a couple yeah. more for you, but uh, it was tough on everybody with COVID because there are so many unknowns. And, and I know talking to Frank, he, he was really disappointed that he couldn't play you guys last year. I'm guessing that was the same on your end as well. For sure. I mean, um we had we had one of the best teams that, that we've had in a in a long time here and um just not to be able to have that opportunity because of the rivalry and, and it's just different it's i mean if you could pick two games that your players want to play every year that they would say we want to play the the air force game so um it was disappointing um frank's team got hit with the covid bugs you know that that week that we were supposed to come out um last year was was such a strange year but um certainly here at west point um we have 
unbelievable leadership, starting from our superintendent, three-star general, uh, General Williams. I mean, he was determined to make sure that, that our teams here at West Point were able to compete. And so uh, between him and our athletic director, Mike Buddy, like we, we were able to get in a good chunk of games. And I think where a lot of other schools were, were kind of shying away from games and, and not here at West Point. Um, so, uh, I, I mean, where, again, I look at the Ivies that got wiped out last year, a lot of other teams. I mean, we were, we were able to, to play a pretty good season last year. And I just think so much of the credit goes to the leadership here. And I, I was, I was thankful to be at a school like West Point, obviously, uh, during that time. Coach, I'm going to let Paul have the last word in a minute, but my final one is, uh, you know, a lot of people told us right when the pandemic started a couple of years ago now um, that they were worried about college hockey. They said college hockey might might have the death nail now because of what COVID is doing and, and finances and everything else, and it's been just the opposite. Uh, college hockey has added teams, and people have been more excited about it. We joke all the time because I, I had the coach from uh, – Oregon at the club level and San Diego State at the club level, and and they just came straight out and said, "Hey, our goal is getting to NCAA Division One." <laughs> yeah. Your your thoughts on that, if you could? Yeah, I mean, I, I I totally agree. What the heck? Like, I mean, my nephew's a coach at Long Island. Like, he called me and said, "Long Island starting a team." I'm like, "Who the hell starts a team during a pandemic?" <laughs> like, they didn't even. I am like, same question. I mean, I got to talk to this athletic director. Like, who is this guy? And when I did talk to him, I mean, he was the term. Like, wow. So uh, you're right. Like, um, I can't wait to see where it goes. Like, I mean, I don't think we're done for sure. Like, like I I think when some of these, you know, teams out West and and maybe uh, in the ACC, I mean, it's just going to take a couple more and, uh, I just think co- college hockey is going to explode because you look at um, these buildings that they build, but more importantly, the people that come to the games and the excitement that it generates on campus. It's, it's a great sport to watch live. And even on some of these college campuses, people may not have seen a college hockey game, but once they go, um, I mean, I look at what Penn State has done when they built that ring. It, it just, like, that's where I see college hockey. Like, like, um, yeah, I, I, I think the best is is certainly ahead of us here. All right, Paul, you got last word. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, the problem is you, you actually made me bring up an, uh, another thought. Uh, first yeah. of all, and, and I'll just go through these questions quickly, Coach, and you no. can handle them however you wish. Yeah. Um, one, uh, because Scott talked about adding more teams. Um, in that vein, do you get a question more than when is Navy going to add a team? Uh, the- <laughs> no, no. So, I mean, I think what's going to happen, um, th- this is my feeling that even in Atlantic hockey and with teams coming in, I think potentially someday here that you're going to have a split within this league and mm-hmm. there's going to be an addition of some teams to one side of it and I think in the side that we'll be in 
uh, I think there's a good chance that you'll see Navy. So um, mm-hmm. I think uh, I think we will see Navy in the in the near future. Cool. Um, the other question is, as we get closer to February, um, one, uh, do coaches get medals when they win in the Olympics? And did your father get one? <laughs> well, I got a story. Yeah, yeah. I have a good story with that. So, okay. um, so my dad, obviously coach of the 60 Olympic and, and he had a medal and, uh, his general manager, Jim Claypool, who, uh, he was actually from Duluth, Minnesota. He called my dad and said, Hey, Jack, uh, they called and they want the medal that you got. <laughs> they want it back. And my dad said, You can tell them I threw the medal in the goddamn Hudson River. They're not getting this medal back. <laughs> so, 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 my dad, uh, my dad kept his medal in his top drawer underneath the t shirts. <laughs> yeah, people would come. People would come over the house, and they'd see all the pictures of the Olympic teams, and and naturally would always, "Where's the gold medal?" And I'm like, "Do you want to see the gold medal?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah." And I'd go upstairs into his bedroom, <laughs> open his top drawer, go underneath his t-shirt, and there it was. And I'd bring it down. Uh, awesome. That's yeah, great. That's great. That's great stuff. Um, and so, so I don't know now if it. If it if they get medals or not, but my dad got one. <laughs> yeah, listen, that's, that's all that matters, right? That's yeah. A, and, yeah. And, and, and now that the NHL players are, are, are not going to the Olympics and mm-hmm. the team is made up of either current or past college players, does it kind of give you a different feeling as we get closer? Because, I mean, forever they use college players. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think forever, like, except for in 80 or even in 60, when they were huge underdogs, like, um, the U.S. was at a disadvantage because the, the, right. the European teams back then, they didn't, um, really have any pro players playing over here. So all of their pro players wound up playing in the Olympics. Um, so, uh, I think it'll be exciting to see some of these college kids play. Uh, certainly probably not something that Amel Pearson and some of these other coaches anticipated. That <laughs> I mean, they knew their players would be gone for the world juniors, but they didn't know they'd be gone for two weeks coming down the stretch drive. Um, so that's, I mean, that's, that's the interesting plot here to, to, to see how it impacts, um, a couple of these college teams. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. But Coach. Are obviously great to watch. And, and so, sure. uh, I think we're all excited and, um, you know what, it, to hopefully, you know, like it happened in 60 and 80 to, to maybe it can happen here in 2022. So, uh, I'm that would, that would be pretty neat. Awesome. Coach, we appreciate your time. Definitely have safe travels tomorrow on your way out here. I will get a chance to see you in person on Thursday. Um, I will definitely take you up on coming to New York to uh, to go to the academy and do the, the same type of feature I did here at Air Force. Uh, I think that would be fantastic. And just so you know, I ordered up 50-plus degrees for the weekend. So the snow came today, it went away, and, and you got warm weather coming in when you get to the springs. 
I saw that. And that's the thing about the spring. Hell, you can go out there and you can have a blizzard <laughs> and the next day it's 70. But um, so I'm, I'm not packing any heavy jackets coming to the spring this year. So hopefully the weather stays as what I saw. But no, we're, we're, we're excited about getting out there and uh, hopefully it'll be a good weekend of college hockey. We're looking forward to it. We're looking forward to it, Coach. Um, and just just uh, for uh, disclosure's sake, I am an ASU alum, so I look forward <laughs> to. I look forward to, but I can't bear the thought of having to root for a, a team against Army. Uh, if you guys ever play ASU in a game, and I'm sure it'll happen eventually. Oh yeah, I'm not going to oh, know yeah. what to do. So no, no. Well. You know what? I mean, this is America's team right here, so you will have to root yeah. for Army that weekend. You can root for ASU, you know, uh, every other weekend of the year. It's not too often you get to root for America's team. Absolutely. Coach Riley, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, we appreciate it. This is awesome. Thank, thanks for having me, and hopefully we'll do it again sometime. Well, we'll see you in person on Thursday, or at least I will. Okay. All right. All right, that's the head coach of Army, Brian Riley, joining us. What a great conversation. Uh, Paul and I will be right back to uh, wrap up another episode of College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Absolutely, this is why we love college hockey. It, it is the best. The best people in the business uh, are there for us, and we absolutely love it. So give us a couple minutes, and Paul and I will be back to wrap things up. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. JR, you think you can still do this? I'm As you plan your next trip, or perhaps your first trip in a while, Drury Hotels has over 150 locations to help you travel happy again. Winners of 16 consecutive JD Power Awards for guest satisfaction, Drury Hotels treats you right. Free hot breakfast and happy hours, 24-hour fitness and business centers, as well as more than enough Wi-Fi bandwidth to take care of all your connectivity needs. Whether you're traveling for business, catching a hockey game, or just trying to reconnect with cozy moments, Drury Hotels have the location and amenities you need when looking for a place to stay. Call 1-800-DRURY-IN or go to druryhotels.com and book your stay today. Drury Hotels, where our home is your home. Mm -hmm. 
If you live in the valley, you know that there is no shortage of great Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste with a fair price and relaxed atmosphere, then head to Burrito Express. From the breakfast burritos served all day to combination plates for lunch, Burrito Express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. Try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations, from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995. Go to burritoexpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery. Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Indeed it is. Kalachaki Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy joining me tonight from Denver, Colorado, as I prepare for another rivalry weekend. This one will be special. It's already sold out. It's Army at Air Force. Uh, what a great visit we just had with the head coach from Army, Brian Riley. Uh, uh, I'm Paul Hornstein? Gonna, I'm, listen, I'm not even going to let you ask. I mean, that uh, was awesome. I mean, you <laughs> you're know. You're not going to let me ask. <laughs> no, why should I? I already know what you're going to ask, and. Um, what was there not to hear? I mean, holy smoke. You know, just, you know, like I said, I got chills, you know, um, very, feel very, very blessed and very, very lucky that we get to have some of these conversations. Yeah, I mean, and that's the best part about hockey, especially college hockey. These guys, um, they're just so down to earth and so open and so honest, and uh, they take time. I mean, can you imagine the work that's going in uh, right now? He's preparing to fly across the country. Um, he's got COVID issues to deal with to make sure that everybody's safe as they make their travel across the country. He's got a huge rivalry. They're they're battling for, for home ice in the uh, opening round of the – the uh, Atlantic hockey playoffs. I mean, there's a lot at stake. And yet he takes his Tuesday night, the night before they fly out, to uh, to visit with us for half an hour. Oh, it's, it's unbelievable. It is, you know, it is just, um, it is just awesome. And like I said, it just, that's, you know, it's royalty. I just, I, I can't even, I, I can't even tell you well, I mean, I can tell you, but just think about it, man. We've got to talk to people who are directly connected to the two greatest U.S. hockey moments since they started playing. Think about that. You know, we we talk to our buddy Eddie Christian every once in a while. He's connected to both the 60 and 80 teams. Right? And 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 we just got through talking to Brian Riley, whose father coached the 60 team. How many people get to do that? Well, let me tell you something. Not many people do get to do that. But But let me tell you what my dream was when I started this company seven years ago. It was to grow the game of hockey. And is there any better way to grow the game of hockey than to tell the stories of the past and uh, also to tell the stories of the current? Because uh, he's talking 72 years. <laughs> That's oh, a long crazy. time. And, yeah. and people come and go. And, and I think especially out here in the West, um, 
that a lot of people don't know the history. They don't know the depth of college hockey. And uh, Coach Powers is doing his very best at, at ASU to educate people and involve them. But, but Coach Riley said it best. You, you got to go to a game. You got to watch a game. And if you walk away from the game going like, this isn't the most exciting sporting event you've ever been at, um, then okay, fine. You gave it a shot. But there's not many people, Paul, that do that. No, I mean, no, I have not really ever met anybody who said, oh, man, I went to my first hockey game and that stunk. No, no, it's always, wow, that was unbelievable. That was great. I can't wait to go again. You know, and then you're, that's like it starts them on the road to, okay, now then they start asking questions and then you start trying not to overwhelm them with, with too much of the idiosyncrasies. But, you know, once you get people to a game, they're hooked. And you know what? You just led me into something that's not college hockey related directly, but Keith Yandel just played consecutive game number 965 tonight. Out in your neck of the woods, I think, wasn't it? Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. And uh, I remember Keith Yandel taking a puck to the face. I heard the story again the other day. Uh, I'll give NHL uh, Network Radio some some love on this one because uh, they're the ones that that refresh my memory on it. But he lost nine teeth. Okay, he broke his jaw. He he had it wired and and reset and uh, had oral surgery for I don't know several hours and uh, came back and played their very next game, which I think was not the next night but the following night. He did not miss a consecutive game start um, <laughs> with that kind of damage. And I heard I heard one of the guys on the radio say, uh, yeah, I was talking to my oral surgeon about it, and I was going like, you know, if that happened to me, what would happen? He goes, yeah, if you came to me, you wouldn't be playing. <laughs> I, I wouldn't allow you to play. But somehow he was able to play. So congratulations to Keith Yandel. I know his career is winding down. I also know that Phil Kessel is hot on his trail to uh, – to break his record, but just imagine that in this time. And just think over the last two years, Paul, he's avoided COVID. Like uh, 70% of the NHL is, is tested positive at some point and had to miss games, whether they were symptomatic or not. And Keith Yandel has gotten through it all. Listen, they're, 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 the stereotype's not a stereotype for a reason, right? He's a hockey player. Oh, yeah, man. I, and I'll throw another one quickly into that. About the same time that he had that uh, damage done, I remember Jeremy Roenick getting crushed along the boards and um, and having his jaw broken a couple different places and wired shut. And it was funny because the same dentist that I went to in, in Arizona, he went to, and uh, he wired up his jaw, set set everything back in place, and Jeremy went out there with a full, full visor uh the shield on and played the very next, uh, the very next game. So yeah, it's, it's unheard of, but you look at guys that, uh, that, you know, I just can't even describe it because uh, there's so many obstacles that you have to uh, avoid uh, in 965 consecutive games. So um, congratulations to Keith Yandel. Uh, hope that there's many more. Uh, we know his career is winding down, and there may be a healthy scratch coming down the road. But, gosh, what what a career! Yeah, I mean, it's all, you know, it's all, it's it's. You play a thousand, almost a thousand games in a row, and it's unbelievable. And 
Um, you know, I mean, there's there's really not a lot more you can say to that. Um, I'm just uh, a little jealous that you're going to be at those games this weekend, by the way, just so you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, if you're jealous about that, you should be jealous about tomorrow and Thursday because I think the, uh, the prep for the feature I'm doing is going to be so much probably i can't even say it but it'll be like having four games in a row because well, tomorrow is just... tomorrow's air force right. thursday is army friday and saturday is the, the matchup i was planning on trying to catch uh, colorado college and omaha uh, i might have to watch it on nchc tv because um frank told me about this too but brian brought it up again the fact that when that weekend series is over with that they're all going to Join together um, to, to yeah, play their gotta, fight songs. Gotta do that. I, I got to be there for that. So, um, yeah. uh, sorry, Tigers. <laughs> or maybe, Camera maybe stuff. I can. The Tigers start about an hour, hour and a half early. Maybe I can sneak in for the first period and duck back out and get over there. But I don't know. I, I just think it's too big of a rivalry for yeah. me not to attend both games. Yeah, I mean, like I said, very jealous. Make sure you you videotape if you're allowed to. Um, that post game stuff and uh we go from there um you know as we said at the beginning of the show big big weekend this year uh this weekend um for a lot of you know the teams that we're covering you know uh, you've got you know every game in the nchc is big uh, so between colorado college and denver you know, you're still talking about, uh, you know, the important games. And then you throw in the rivalry game and what it means in Atlantic hockey between Air Force and Army. Just, I mean, holy smokes. I mean. Yeah, well, let me, let me just throw you the few storylines. We talked about Arizona State going to the number one team in the country, the Minnesota State Mavericks in Mankato, uh, on a razor-thin line uh, that the Sun Devils have to get into the NCAA tournament. So there's that storyline. That's big enough yep. if there was nothing else happening. Then you look at Miami, or, uh, Denver traveling to, my, to Oxford to play Miami uh, in Ohio, and uh, when they get there, they're going to go in with um, Magnus Corona riding 183-plus minutes of shutout hockey. So that's another huge storyline. That's, that's hard to do. Right. Um, and, and, you know – People can look at the standings, but let's not forget they had the all-conference goalie last year at Miami. Yeah, exactly. And, and we then know, we know that a hot goalie can steal games. And, and then, then you look at Colorado College hosting Omaha. It's going to be a huge series because Omaha has struggled a little bit as of late. They're going to want to get back into it, and I can guarantee you that Coach Chris Mayotte. Uh, was not happy. Uh, he, he said it after oh, the game. He said, no "He said our team's not there yet." He said, we're not there. And uh, I'm guessing that this week of practice has been a reminder that you're not there yet and you got some growing to do, and and I'm looking forward to that. So I'm going to sit down with Hunter McCown on Thursday as well and, and have a chance to visit with him and see how things are going. Um, and that's a huge series. And then obviously at the Air Force Academy, holy cow. I mean, I, I kind of just want to sleep there for four days. I wonder if Dave would let me just sleep <laughs> up in the press box. Hey, Mike. <laughs> Oh, oh but you fantastic! Have to yourself though, he's not gonna. He's not gonna bring you food. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> no, you'll get, you'll get crazy. 
if he gets me, he give, gets me some access to the concession stands, I can be okay. Hot dog and popcorn, I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, our thanks to Brian Riley for taking the time, and and also oh, to right. Phil Thor, the SID at the Army, for uh, taking care of us so well on such short notice. Safe travels, Army. Uh, we look forward to seeing you here. Um, it, it's going to be just a rivalry like no other. I'm just telling you right now. I can feel it. It's going to be a rivalry series like no other, number 43 and number 44 in the pairwise, which may not mean much, but that just tells you how close they are. They both got nine wins. <laughs> it's, right, see, now I have to sit here insane. and I have to look at the schedule so I can figure out uh, which com- how many computers am I going to need, uh, how many uh, screens am I going to need so I can keep track of everything. And just so everybody knows, the uh, the Air Force game normally starts at 7.05. It's going to be 7.35, uh, I know, Friday night. I think maybe it's still 7.05 for Saturday. But uh, don't worry about trying to get a ticket because they're sold out. Right. So uh, you're going to have to watch it on a stream somewhere. Or uh, best yet, follow me on our uh, uh, ITHSW or Ice Time Hockey uh, Southwest or whatever any medium source you have, I will try to put as much as I can up from start to finish on Friday all the way through and certainly wait for that uh, feature because um, I just can't imagine. Uh, I'm looking for one iconic picture. You know what it is, Paul. Frank and Brian together. If, oh, if yeah. I can get that this weekend, that will make my entire hockey career. Well, I, I to- totally understand it. I think you can't – that's two legends right there. So uh, you can't uh... – you know, you're not just that, like I said, to be in the building for those games is going to be unbelievable. And then hopefully when they make the return trip next year, I'll be, I'll get to experience it myself up there at Tate rink. Yeah, exactly. And if you think I'm not going to take him up on that offer to do a feature well, at, sure the, at the Academy uh, at West point, uh, forget it, man. Somehow, some way I'm getting there because uh, I'm not passing up that invitation and we definitely, no appreciate the coach uh, taking time to view stuff and, and follow along. Um, it just shows that, that we're doing what we want to do, which is grow the game of hockey. Uh, I will let you take it away, my friend. All right, College Hockey Southwest Weekly from the Summer Skate Studios has been brought to you by Burrito Express. Our family recipes to your table. Be placed in the East Valley for great taste and great value. Top Golf, our one-of-a-kind experiences bring your gathering to another level. Go to topgolf.com and plan your outing today. Peterson Toyota, serving Fort Collins, Loveland, and the Windsor area since 1968 at 4455 South College Avenue in Fort Collins or at petersontoyota.com. Metro by T-Mobile. Get 5G access with every Metro plan at no extra cost. The NCHC and NCHC.TV. History, Blue Bloods, Upstarts, the NCHC has it. And nchc.tv has you covered. Go to nchc.tv and subscribe. Black Bear Diners, whether it's our Friday fish fry or the prime rib specials on Friday and Saturday nights, you'll always feel like you're at home. Find your location at blackbeardiner.com. UNLV Hockey, ACHA D1 Hockey, professional atmosphere and a world-class education. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, an iconic vacation awaits you no matter which Caesars Resort you make your destination. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Come and get our slow-smoked ribs or pulled pork or any of our award-winning tastes at all Allegiant Stadium events or at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. 
by M Drive. Refine your drive and don't let your age beat you. Go to mdriveformen.com and get started today. College Hockey Southwest Weekly and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app. Available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, as usual, my friend. Uh, we will say goodnight with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. I will remind everybody, tomorrow night is uh, uh, Great West College Hockey Podcast, and we've got a very special guest from Liberty University. We've got the head coach, Kirk Handy, joining us tomorrow night, so join Stephen and I for that. Uh, Paul and I will be glued to uh, the weekend, uh, making sure that we keep you up to date on all the NCAA hockey that's going on, and we'll be back Sunday night with College Hockey Southwest Live uh, to break everything down for you. So watch some college hockey, enjoy it, and uh, help us grow the game. How about that? All right. Good night, everybody. All right. We'll say good night with Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. Good night, everybody. <laughs>